0: Tune in as we continue to update our podcast with informative talks and articles for Masons worldwide and those who would like to inquire within. The greatest of these is charity. Charity is what brought me to the Lodge and made me decide to become a Freemason. I had been coming around for a few weeks and was invited to a picnic at the VA hospital in Long Beach that was hosted by the Masons. I was blown away by the amount of time and money that the Masons had put into the event. I loved spending time with the vets and hearing their stories. I loved how thankful they were for the small things we were able to provide. Over the years, I was able to get involved with other events sponsored by the Masons as well. Easter, Christmas, and Thanksgiving at the Veterans Village Rehabilitation Center, Super Bowl parties at the Spinal Injury Unit at the VA Hospital, going out onto the field at Angel Stadium as we presented a check to the Angels RBI Club to support underprivileged youth, being present at a local elementary school when they were presented with a check to support the Raising a Reader program, and having the kids do a song and dance routine to entertain us. These are the things that brought me to Masonry. There are many more reasons why men join, but this was mine. In the many years since, there have been other reasons that have kept me coming around. The next big one for me is camaraderie and friendship. As I got more involved and got to know my brethren better, my entire group of friends changed to be the members of my lodge. I love that as I travel the world, there's a chance that I will meet a brother Mason and will instantly have someone to talk to that has shared experiences. It is those shared experiences that make this more than just a boys club, as some might see it. It is a fraternity of men who are looking for something more. Then there is the saying that Masonry makes good men better what does that mean? How does it happen? This is another area where you will get different answers. For me, it is by being around other good men that I can talk to about anything. I can share my struggles and let my guard down. Men from a variety of different backgrounds, races, creeds, religions, and political views that all gather together as equals. And some of these men, when you hear their stories, will leave you in awe. They are often humble. They are often quiet. They may be rich. They may be poor but you can usually guarantee that they have done many wonderful things. These men are my friends, my brothers, my family. Then there are those seeking further light. Masonry has a rich and deep history that goes back hundreds of years and counts as its gurus such great thinkers as Voltaire, Thomas Paine, Thomas Jefferson, Francis Bacon, and many more. There are thousands of books about Masonry and the meaning behind the rituals and symbols that could keep one studying for a lifetime. There is so much there for the taking, if this is your reason for joining. There's so much to Freemasonry that one can never reach the bottom of this proverbial well, but the one thing that continues to be my reason is the one that brought me in to begin with. So expect to see the top hat being passed around while I still wear it, because to me, the greatest of these is charity. Aaron Reddick, Worshipful Master Greetings from the South. Charity springs from love being the highest individual actions we can take. Both charity and love signify giving, and without any consideration of personal reward in return. To give to others, whether it be in words, time, service, or money, even anonymously, is to bring to the world from one's effort and attempt to save it. We often consider money as the means and ends of charity without realizing how charity has innumerable acts, from forgiveness to sacrifice. It begins from a motive of caring, From caring, we can see it as giving something from ourselves, and is of ourselves, having its seat within our hearts from where both concern and joy issue from a gift of intended kindness. Charity may also bring a desire to please or serve others, for its own sake and for theirs, simultaneously refuting passions of greed, selfishness, envy, fear, bias, hate, and hubris. Charity derives from the highest law, which is love and its seat being the primacy of divine power, intelligence, goodness, and bounty flowing from the great architect of the universe, the supreme giver and artificer. Our creator God can be found as the giver of all things superlative, beautiful, and sustaining, and of life itself, the source of life. The prime giver whose creative acts, including our lives, has placed us as witnesses to this ultimate charity of life. We then in turn may give to others, to life, and even to ourselves, an acknowledgement and thankfulness for every good thing in prayer. Only through giving, service, thoughtfulness, and great understanding do we ameliorate the l- ills, blandishments, sorrows, and degradations so many have experienced. This charity is the heart of a Freemason. So Moda B, John McCarger, Hiram Ward, Jr. Wharton. Chaplain's Corner. Charity is a godly act. When to stop, we will carve a stone into perfection. The road can't claim anyone walking on it, whereas the needy seeking help of shelter, clothing, food while walking on it might be thankful for the avenues extending help. The road is not offering charity, but the responsibility to perform its duty, whereas the help extended without expecting any credit or gratification is charity. We must not confuse responsibility with charity. They are poles apart. Freemasonry recognizes charity as the greatest of the goods that charity is the end point of faith and hope where satisfaction meets with desires. We often claim to be humble and selfless by being dutiful to anyone that might be in need, but to call it a charitable deed is a serious mistake. Freemasonry stays away from politics for this very reason. Charity is love-based divine help for someone that deserves it and for which we get nothing back. Charity is silent virtue it is the love of God. By causing the feeling of universal brotherhood, Freemasonry extends hope and true friendship irrespective of location, sects, or opinions. The sun takes little water from a reservoir, waterfall, and abundantly from the oceans and rivers, but the clouds distribute equally to all. This is the duty and responsibility set by nature to the sun and clouds to shower the rains and create life. Charity is where duty and responsibility can't reach and hence is a godly act. Like a mother, it rears, gives, and protects. Like a daughter, it cares. Against all odds, charity reaches the pain points and soaks the dry grounds to quench the endless thirst, soothes them with contentment, and ends the wait. Charity is neither for the recipients nor for extenders of it. It finds them both quite mysteriously, and guides by divinity blooming into greatness. The sacrificial spirit it withholds makes it the greatest. A drop might be tiny in worth, but however mighty the ocean might be, it looks for the drop. Charity is that benevolent and selfless motive that makes a difference in someone's life. It is the basis of righteousness. Service to mankind is service to God. Charity is that tool that helps make that change you want to see in life. It is that small thing that is done with love that needs no further delay. It is the best way to show love and kindness to others. Charity helps attain more than you give, like a flowing river doesn't count its water in buckets that are taken out. It makes life worth living and beautiful. This glue that binds good men together comes from Freemasonry that allows for promoting each other's welfare and rejoicing in each other's prosperity. Like anything else, the excess must be avoided. When we stop, we will carve a stone into perfection. Brother Shivam Sharma, Hiram Award, and Chaplain. Charity. Oh, how significant. With the hope that we can agree on the fact that we live on the same planet, it is imperative to note down that Freemasonry sees the Earth as a mother that keeps us alive by letting us consume what it gives us, and finally we merge into the Earth by calling it the end of our life cycle. All flora and fauna are given the same treatment and become a food source and we call it ecosystem. Mother Earth and all life on it are integrally connected, Some theorists believe that Earth is broken off from the Sun, and hence revolves around the Sun, and also rotates around its axis to make sure the Sun's energy touches upon each and every part of it. The annual revolution around the Sun causes different seasons that help in generating cycles of crops for supporting life. In other words, we are attached to the Sun, and the selfless diurnal motion of Earth creates life through sunlight, that we so endearingly and admittedly enjoy both in definition and in reality. Perhaps a beautiful definition of love that God accepted as his character. The sun and the earth and us humans are connected through a chain of an indissoluble love called charity. The sun never seeks in return, it collects from reservoirs and equally distributes. Hence works the worshipful master in the east. The Bible explains charity through Paul's classical description in the New Testament, Corinthians 13 as the highest form of love. The unselfish love of one's fellow men is the reciprocal love between God and man. The building block of a community is a dwelling where the unit of society in the form of family resides. Freemasonry derives from the scriptures that charity is an essential component of faith by loving your neighbor and God. A strong bond between neighbors gives rise to the strength of life and survival. Giving is a tender expression of obedience to God by showing compassion for the poor, afflicted, and distressed. What was the need for it all, and what is the guarantee that in a mortal world full of individual needs and passions, the people will follow the dictums? Freemasonry joins the fellow brothers through a link of sincere affection that seeks to take away distress of the many forms and friendships and connections so essentially necessary for keeping life intact on planet Earth. With no room for judgment among brothers, the darkness is taken away so that we guide each other in the light. Closer we are to the truth, more are the chances of going astray and egoistic, hence the need for harnessing those passions. No wonder Freemasonry guards the mind. Freemasons unite in supporting the cause of charity by giving generously and sacrificially with trusting relationships and contributing time, effort, and insight. The secret of charity is that charity must be kept a secret. Shivam Sharma, Hiram Award, chaplain. So the following article is reprinted from freemason.org website, and this came out right after uh, Most Worshipful Jeff Wilkins became the Grand Master, so this is back from 2021. What are your priorities for this year, and why are they important to you? I have several priorities. The first involves community engagement. I want to see our Lodges reach out and have a dialogue with their community and school board leaders to learn more about who they are and how we can be of service to them. This could include creative uses of our buildings such as polling places or Red Cross blood drives or supporting our Raising a Reader and Masons for Mids campaigns. I also want to inspire Lodges to create more exciting events and programs to keep members active. Lodges should be a space for us to nourish our deep friendships and to connect, learn, and grow. Beyond that, the Youth Orders need our support now more than ever, so I want our Lodges to reach out to DeMolay, Job's Daughters, and especially Rainbow in their 100th anniversary year to attend their events. I want our Lodges to develop ties with the Appendant and Concordant Bodies, and I want to build ties with our local Prince Hall Lodges. I'll be working closely with our Executive Committee this year to identify new and exciting ways for us to come together to get to know each other better. Lastly, Liz and I fully support the Masonic Center for Youth and Families. Having a center that provides mental health services for the community, for our Masonic youth, and for our Masonic Homes residents is amazing. Our family has strongly supported the need for all youth to get the services that they require so that they can lead happy and productive lives. Do you have a favorite memory associated with your lodge? So many. I can distinctly remember portions of my degrees back in 1992 in Kansas, Raising my company commander as master of my lodge was very special, as was my relationship with worshipful Don Fisher, who coached me through all of my ritual. Is there anything else you'd like members to know about you? I'm truly honored to be able to serve our beloved craft. I could never have imagined this could happen, and now it is a reality. One of my best friends from college once said of me that I was not the smartest guy he knew, but I was surely the hardest working. I see the same here as I dedicate my life to serving our craft, I won't be the best at everything, but I will definitely be the hardest working. One more thing. Since our installation is not until January 15, 2022, that means I still have one more stated meeting as Master of the Lodge. And, since I'm also the editor of the trestle board, that gives me a little more leeway than the average Mason as to what gets published. Wink wink. Already eyes are rolling and a smirk is starting, and for those of you that know me well, that's exactly what I would expect. I have had the honor and pleasure of being master of this lodge five times now. And although someone wiser than me once said, never say never, that's Charles Dickens from Pickwick Papers, I think I can say I will most likely never again be master of this lodge. Most likely, you say? Well, having moved to Minden, Nevada, and loving it, with no plans of moving back, puts me close to the never again side of that line. But the fact that I moved to Texas and came back to step into the officer's line again puts me back towards the most likely side of that line. We'll see what life deals over the next several years. One thing I look forward to is our growing group of new masons stepping in and stepping up to become the new era of lodge masters. Even if I do come back, I look forward to seeing what our new blood brings instead of seeing how well we can recycle. What about your new lodge? Going to enter the line there? Good questions. And the answer is that I don't know right now. The ritual is different enough that it would take some major re-education just to get started. Also, with travel starting to kick back in for work and an elderly parent at home, that makes it a little harder to make a commitment like that. I think for now, I'm just going to kick back and be a member for a while. I've only done that for a very brief period of my time as a Mason, so I think I want to give it a shot. I've got some ideas for events that I want to talk to the master about up here, and I'm willing to run with them if he gives me the go-ahead. Most are things we have done, and have been successful with, that I think would fit up here. I will visit when I can, and it may sometimes be on a short notice, but Solomon Staircase 357 is still my home lodge, you are still my best friends, and I will still keep plugging away at the podcast and the trestle board, and I have a guest room ready for you when you come my way. Sincerely and fraternally, Aaron Reddick.